Hey guys, it's your boy, Funkmaster Bex, here to give you a little warning. You see, Faye decided to record with his butt this episode. That's why it's uh, his stuff sounds like ass. I did the best I could, but I couldn't really, like, save it, or at least make it sound a little, you know, better. It just kind of, it was, it's just kind of bad. I'm sorry you have to hear it. But uh, other than that, enjoy the episode. It's a good one. It's pretty dope. And as always, spoilers, coarse language, you all know the drill by now. Some days, some nights, some live, some die in the name of the Samurai Shampoo podcast. What the fuck is up, everybody? It's your boy, Funkmaster Bex, coming to you live with another banger podcast. God. <laughs> Featured on the track is Fate Steal the Tool Man Taylor. Yo, what's up, guys? <laughs> that was actually pretty lit. Uh, from West Philadelphia, born and raised, we got Shocking807. Hey, guys, I can't do a cool rap intro. I can't do it, but hi, everyone. <laughs> um, and, and, and I guess we have Bacon, too. All right, everyone dig the, the wax out of your ears and listen up. I'm going to be the next big thing here. <laughs> he's right. going to be Hokage. So do me a favor and listen with style, all right? A boom, boom, boom. Okay, no, I'm not going to Okay, that was actually kind of cool, dude. Yeah, dude. That's, that's, that, Why do you that's just one stop? Of my, like, well, that's one of my favorite episodes. We'll, we'll get to that part because, well, we you know. know. Okay, we got a lot of things. We're going to cover a lot of shit. I did practice that a lot throughout my life, so, yeah. Dude, nice. Thank you. Okay. So, uh, let's, we should probably start uh, where, how we got into the series. Bacon, why don't you start? Well, Toonami, next. <laughs> Dude, wow, okay. I thought it would be a little bit more in depth. I don't know. Like, oh, I saw it on Toonami, and I was like, look at all these samurai with the swords and the shit and the hip-hop music. That's cool. Wow. Well, that's, it's almost the same as everyone else that's seen it, but the only difference with me is that I watched, like, I didn't watch it from start to finish on Toonami because it was like hard to keep up with. And my mom's like, go to bed now. It's late. And I'm like, damn it. You know, but <laughs> it wasn't until like years later when I finally obtained money to buy the box set DVDs. And I blew through the series in like two days. And yeah, that's what I truly appreciate for what it was. And I think I teared up at the end because, you know, end of the journey. You know what I mean? Dude, so there's we'll the talk about that. That journey aspect. Definitely. I don't know. It was kind of a pointless journey, if you ask me. Which is fun, you know, like, like all we did was just kick it for like a couple weeks. Some crazy stuff happened, and all right, later, you know, play baseball, life. you know, like at one point zombies attacked. I don't even know how that makes sense. Yeah, the right. zombie episode. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, then like you know we smoked some weed, and you know we just that's about it. But then, well, that's the end of the podcast. Uh, yeah, <laughs> that's Sam Blue. That's it. Thanks for joining us. Shiki, Q Shiki no Uta. Or one of the five in the Dude, rest in peace, New Job is, by the way. It's pronounced New Job is, not the people I've talked to who say New Jabes. It's actually you. pronounced New Jabes. Are you freaking kidding me? I'm not, even, I'm not even shitting you, bro. No way. Yeah. Really? Yeah, there's a song. There's a really old song that he, he did early on, and he's like, some for some reason, he just says New Jabes at the beginning. And it's like, Ooh, oh. how does it feel? How does it feel? Well, he, Ooh, well, he's saying oh, it wrong. Oh. He's saying it wrong. <laughs> Not even he knows. <laughs> I bet you also say GIF instead of Jeff. I bet you also say Home Depot instead of Home Depot. <laughs> I bet you touch yourself at night. Sure. See? 
Yeah, there you go. All right. Well, uh, let's move on to the next thing. I, I don't know. Actually, uh, does anyone <laughs> no have any other talk, interesting... No one else like, talked about how they watched it. And assuming my story is the same as I don't have interesting story. I don't fucking know. Shaw, what about you? What about you, Shaw? Uh, I just watched it... Um. Like, after getting, like, back into anime, I watched uh, Code Geass, and then I watched um, Bebop, and then I was like, okay, I'll check out Champloo, because it's by the same guy, and I'll see, and it probably is a good dub, so let's see what's up. And I watched it- Are you it rhyming and, like, intentionally? What? Because that was impressive. Are you rhyming intentionally? Because you were like, no. it has a good dub, I'll oh my see God. what's see, up. Shaw, like, Shaw was, like, being all cute in the beginning, and she's like, I can't rhyme, guys. And then she, like, just starts busting a rhyme like it's nothing. Like The greatest chick trick the devil ever pulled was convincing you guys he can't rap. No. Dude. absolute mad trap. What? Got it. I'm not talking about my mixtape. We won't mention that. God but <laughs> I was so tough not to say it when Bacon was talking. But anyway, yeah. So that was kind of it. I was a. Uh, I was really impressed with it because I heard it was like the less good uh, bebop, but I kind of found it was like just as good in like different ways. But I'm a huge fan of it. It was one of the first shows I got back into the scene with, and it's held up really well over time. It's pretty. I mean, it might be pointless, but, like, it's my kind of pointless. Man, I, I agree, that, like, especially that uh that point about, like, it being, like, the inferior Bebop, or inferior, to, it's often compared to Bebop, and I think for, like, good reasons. There's a lot, there's, like, a lot of, like, thematic connections to the two shows, but uh, I, I agree. I think the show is, like, just as good, if not better than Bebop. I have both shows out of nine, but one is in my top ten, and the other is in my top twenty. So, like, I obviously value one more than the other. Yeah, I always say it's um, like I think I told Fate this when he was watching it recently. Like, I think it's kind of like more consistently fun than Bebop, but it doesn't have the same like highs, but it also doesn't have the same lows. Bebop has some low lows. Like, there's some like there's uh, some episodes like, of Bebop I wouldn't want to watch again. But like, I can there's see that myself. one episode of with Jet with the 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 girl who's like a daughter of like his old friend, and it's like, oh, please, can we just end this, please? Yeah. Or like. Like, one of those is kind of meh, but I can't really think of any, like, aggressively meh Champloo episodes. Uh, actually, that's a, that's a good segue into, like, <laughs> I was just, I almost wow, skipped totally. Fate, but we'll... Fate, how did you get into the show? Life after Fate. Uh, so, a couple years ago, uh, my friend DMP Time had been annoying me incessantly to watch Samurai Champloo, and he kind of had done that already with Planet. And it ruined Clanet for me at the time. And I was like, Samurai Sandblue seems like it'd be an actually good show. So I'm not going to watch it then because <laughs> he's going to ruin it. So I just watched it. He had told me to watch it like three years ago when we were still in college. And then we just I just finished it, I want to say, a month ago? I was like on a bad streak of watching anime that I hadn't really liked. Uh, Shaw had recommended it. And I was like, yo... This sub looks great. It's got Zoro's VA in it, and it's got Saber's VA in it as well. Sorry, what food. the fuck is a Saber? It's Saber. <laughs> Saber. Saber. Yeah, like, Saber. What, what can... It's obviously uh, Saber, because that's how it's pronounced <laughs> in the Japanese. Duh. <laughs> Obex. Uh, but yeah, so I watched it, and I was like, kind of ambivalent on it, because I was kind of worried that... Since I was watching it on my commute to work, commute back, 
I was kind of on this like idea that maybe like if I watch shows while I was commuting or while I was like in the car or on a plane, I just like I had a natural bias against it because uh, I had had a streak of shows that a lot of people really liked that I did not as much. Could uh, you wait? The, which shows? Just, uh, uh, just... I don't want to be murdered. Uh, Trigon, Shinsekai Yori, Gossip. Uh, you watch those all that, after, though, except Shinsekai True. Uh, but Bakano as well. Like, lots of people really love Bakano, but I just thought it was like, eh, it was like, it was nice. But I think Shampoo kind of really proved that, you know, good shows are good no matter where you watch Proof them. Proved to Fabian so that, that nice. non Kyoani shows can be good. <laughs> That's what I was thinking. In my mind, I'm like, dude, all those are probably, like, not Kyoani, so. Literally, <laughs> none of them are, are, are Kyoani, so. If Kyoani made Samurai Shampoo, it'd be quite different. Imagine if Yamada directed Shampoo. Like, it would be, there would be like this, like filter and like this, like. There's oh, only one Kyoani produced anime in my top five. I'll have you know. That's very surprising, honestly. Mm. Mm, really, really, yeah. Koino Katachi, FMAB, Evangelion, Rakugo, and Karchata Sakura. Ooh. That's a solid top five. Anyway, you were you were saying Faye, about like watching, uh, like you were saying that like watching anime like on your commute like kind of like implies that you don't really give a shit about it. Is that what you're kind of saying? Like you don't care mu- as much about it. I thought that's what it meant because like the shows I previously watched, I felt like maybe I didn't like because I was watching them on my commute. But Shampoo was the opposite because like it made me realize that like just because i watch it on commute or where i watch it doesn't really have an effect on how much enjoyment i can get out of it because i loved samurai shampoo like it definitely because i like i went into it pretty much knowing i would like it because i love anime that are, are set in like in the past have swords and feature samurai so like this was definitely a show that i was going to like uh, yeah, what are your I thoughts think... on like the the hip hop mm-hmm. aspect though? Because a lot of people I've talked to that didn't like Samurai Champloo, they said I don't like it because I don't like hip hop, and I'm like, okay, I can understand. I, that's such that. a weird point because I've also met people that like don't really care for hip hop, but they'll they'll love the soundtrack for the show. Like it's like hip, it's like how bebop is like jazz for non jazz people. Hip like Champloo is hip hop for like non hip hop people. If that and makes I think sense. a lot of people who think hip hop are thinking like hardcore rappers. Like they're thinking of like Gucci Mane and shit and they don't and so they think they're gonna be walking into this show and hearing like two chains dropping a beat or something. Okay, and it's that would like, actually be really cool if two chains in Champloo. But then but people don't realize People don't realize that hip-hop is, like, like the, you guys know, like, in the OST, like, it's very chill, mellow it's music. It's lo-fi. Yeah, it's, it's really, not, like, I don't know about lo-fi, but, like, it's definitely, it's like... It's close to lo-fi, yeah. It works better as, like, background music, I found. Like, I can, like, use it to, like, focus on stuff. Like, I'll, like, I'll be writing a paper, and I'll just listen to... I'll just put on Departure, and it's like, oh, I'm, I'm in the mood to do shit. But, yeah, I don't think they really understand... I don't think the, like, mental, like... I don't think they... That, like what their preconceived notions are, I don't think that's what Champlo actually is. Like it's not hardcore rap. Like hip hop is also like a music genre outside of rap. They just go together a lot. And a I don't genre think they in up to of itself, as people would say. Yeah. And I think it's a lot more mellow than people would anticipate. Like I think if you just like pull up the like OST and you play like random songs, it's like very mel- melodious, chill music, but they has like a hip hop beat to it. 
yeah so it's I'd... it's all oh sorry to cut you off but like it's all like mo- like 99 percent of it is like instrumental too there's literally like two songs that have rapping that's the opening which is really good and then there's the song style which is played in episode 19 uh during the climax I feel like Katana Gatari actually has more rap in it. It has that Vietnamese rap song. Chippewa. Yeah, it has that one, yeah. that Vietnamese rap song that gets played a lot. I like that too, but mm-hmm. but yeah, I think I it's... Was... You go. Oh, no. No, Sha, you go, you go. I didn't, you know, this. I, I didn't no, have anything to say. No, you go. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I guess what I was going to say then was I'm not as in love with the OST, like, or I guess rephrase. I'm not as in love with the, what's we call it, uh, OP and ED as I think most people are. I just thought they were like decent OP EDs. In fact, I think I skipped them most times. But I loved the tracks, uh, especially in my favorite episode, which we'll get to later. Um, like the background tracks were really good. And of course, the final ED. That's like maybe that and the Bakemo Monogatari ED are probably my favorites of all time wow that's that's funny that it's one of your favorites of all time because actually the uh the ed that's played in episode 12 the recap episode which by the way one of the best recap episodes in anime i think it, <laughs> i think it is the best recap because it's not just like the like you know like i like the kill a kill one but it's like nine second nine seconds like nine minutes of the episode this is like a full-length recap episode that not only is like a recap but it's also really entertaining and gives you more characterization on foo so double and it's dank as fuck like that's what we're going for everything everything recap episode should aim to be is dank yes dank oh yeah (laughs) yeah but uh the ed from that episode which is called whose theme and it's it's by the like the same it was produced by nujibes and sang by the same person who did shikinuta which is mean me and it's lovely i could listen to that like over and over again oh i love it it's beautiful but I, sure like all I, the e- I love like all the EDs <laughs> for Shampoo. Not to sound like a fanboy, but like I mean, it, you are hosting a rewatch for it. I I am actually. I didn't even get a chance to talk about that, did I? Well, we'll talk. Do about you really that host later. a rewatch if you don't show for your own rewatch? Like yeah, well, man. yeah. Please, everyone. Well, this is going to be posted the day like the general discussion thread goes up. So it's like it's hard to show for that. <laughs> it's like, yeah. Do you guys want to like join my uh, already ended rewatch? Yeah, that sounds like a great idea. Can you do it again? I missed it, <laughs> dude. Do it again, man. I missed it. Like I blinked, dude. I couldn't see it. Just for me. <laughs> oh man, is it is it all that like my favorite song? Um, other than like probably like the openings and the the final ending, is that really sad song when Mugen was like on the verge of death? Ooh, that one's the, that one's great. As- Asazaki kind Ooh. of song, and that's another one that has like technically like vocals to it. It just sounds yeah. so like it mm-hmm. technically just sounds so like spiritual and stuff that it kind of sounds like an instrument in and of itself. But that's like I assume a, that's what like music from the Ryoko Islands, which is for which is where Mugen is from, like probably sounds like yeah that's one thing i like most about it because like obviously with the many anime related songs that we've all listened to we can't really understand what they're saying but just the way she sung it you could really tell the emotion was being portrayed like sadness and all that kind of stuff you didn't understand but you understood do i understood no i may not understand the lyrics but don't worry my heart understands man i feel you you're kokoro right. you're it new my, my kokoro was like going doki doki the whole time you know what i mean <laughs> but yeah. I, I definitely agree with that i think that was great 
the I forget which episode number it is, but the one where it's Mugen's backstory and like the percussion and the drums. Oh, just, it was like, there in the end of that arc where uh, he like runs into the friend, oh, the like, childhood oh, I know friend who screwed him it's over. It's like the million way of drum. Yeah, it's just like yeah. strictly drums, and there's this little bass guitar. As he's like just hobbling towards her. Oh my god. Oh my god, the tension in that? Oh, beautiful. I don't know if this is a good, like, I don't know if this is a good transition or not, but, I mean, I'm talking now, so might as well. But, uh, (laughs) (laughs) this is my, this is, I'll just jump. I'll just transition. Whoops, whoops, I just transitioned. Wiki wiki, my turn. Uh, So, I really like, since we, since we brought that up, I think that's like, this is like, Watanabe, like, special, but I really love, in this, style of storytelling how a scene like that the one um at the end of the mugen arc where you find out that like his childhood friend who always pretended to be weak was the one who betrayed him with her new boyfriend and like got everyone to pretty much do her willing so she could like get the money and run like that scene where mugen's coming to them and she and like he's like like beat up he almost died he like cuts down her friend and she's just begging him to kill her and he just keeps walking that's one of those perfect scenes at saying so much without having to tell you anything. Like, we all knew that, like, he viewed her as, like, like worse than trash. Like, he, she's not even worth killing. And like, just says so much about, like, his character and how he treats killing and fighting. And it's just, like, such a perfect scene. Like, you know, we don't, they don't need to tell it. Mugen doesn't have to be, like, you're worthless to me, you're trash. He just speaks with his actions. And I think it really comes across really well. In the in the end, they're just a bunch of misguided miscreants. You know what I'm saying? Oh my god! And, did you literally just Wikipedia the episode title? No, like... I know the name of that episode. <laughs> you, you definitely Wikipedia. Yeah, I heard the typing. I heard the typing. I was typing up something else. I was looking up the music, mm-hmm, the, sure, the sad song. Sure, buddy. I don't believe you. How okay. Dare anyway, you? going going back, get back on point. Um, what I love about Sh- one thing I like about Champloo is that like it'll show you a lot of things. Like in the first episode, it will show you the differences between Mugen and Jean's fighting style when they fight in the uh, the tea house. Like you can see that Mugen's style is like unpredictable and fucking crazy, and then Jin is like this controlled Ronin style, and it's lit, fam. Which is something I always liked when it comes to anime rivalries. You always have the guy that's built off of raw experience, instinct, and reflex versus the disciplined you know, trained inside school, by the book kind of thing. And then when they clash, it's like, who's better? And when they do clash, they're like, they're equals. Like, they can't can't beat each other. And they're the only ones who can't beat each other. Like, they're both the, like, pinnacle of their own style. And it's it's a really frustrating experience for both of them. Because they're like, literally, you're the only one I can't kill. Like, what's wrong with you? And they want to kill each other. And it's like, oh. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, shit, can't. Yeah, we are we the best rivals, man. I just love how how Gene is able to just like Jean. pick apart oh Mugen. No, it's pretty he's Jean. not French. Get out of here. Wait, he, what? It's Gene. It's Gene. Gene. Whatever. Whatever. Yeah, he's. Not I just want to point out. I'm just gonna like low key slide this in that I always mispronounce stuff, but I'm at zero for now, and everyone else is yeah. tallying it up. Then that's because I pick my words well because I'm not falling into this <laughs> trap. I should have said it the actual. I should have went Jua Jua Gene. I should have said it like that. I just liked how he was, um, when they were locked up in the first episode, he was able to pick apart Mugen just verbally, just like, oh, your stance leaves you completely wide open, you have no discipline, and yet I couldn't kill you. I'm like, see, there was no point in you saying all that, at least you admit your problem, you know? And then and at that's... the very end, there's Katia, and he's just like, yeah, your 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 fighting style fucking sucks, dude, like, I can kick your ass. And he kind of low-key does a little bit. Yeah. He does, he beats yeah. the shit out of him. Yeah, yeah wrecked. 
bruh, that final fight, oh my gosh, it's so... Would you say that because of that, Jin's stronger than Mugen? Not not necessarily. I think it's against different opponents. Because we also got to see so many different opponents in the middle of the show that, like, only Mugen could really beat. And, like, there I don't know also how... that guy they fought, uh, the, like, the old man assassin in, like, episode three oh, or yeah, four. Say, say, oh, that who, guy. Who, like, wiped the floor with Jin. Uh, I think also also just like relating back to the final fight this is one of like my favorite like final fights in anime because I really love how they both had to come full circle in their own fighting styles and motivation like finally Jin had to fight for someone and be reckless and make like reckless decisions which was the only way to win even if it took himself down and for the first time Mugen had to actually plan ahead and think his actions through like it was cool to see them have to like borrow something of each other which I think you would do after, like, having a full journey with each other. Like, you'd pick up things from one another. And then they came out ahead beca- because of it. Yeah, okay. Now that you mentioned that, I never realized that... I just realized that, like, they had to, like, do each other's, like, style of fighting. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. To me, actually, it's it's the opposite. Uh, like, to me, so... I wasn't... It's funny that you bring those up, Shaw. Because uh, usually we're on the same page for things, but... Like, the final felt final fight kind of felt underwhelming to me. Because I felt like they were shoehorning that in. Like, oh, hey, look at all the ways Mugen picked up, like, Jin's calculating way. And then the way uh, Jin is just like, oh, like, I was taught by my sensei never to do this because it's so reckless. But I guess I have to do it now. Like, the fights themselves were kind of cool, but it kind of felt out of nowhere... And, like, I didn't have, like, an emotional tie to the final fight. Like, these guys just seem to come out of nowhere kind of at the end. Well, I guess it kind of, like, I guess it kind of comes into, like, them both having to kind of, like, face their past in a way. Like, these are random people that Mugen, like, he, like, ruined their lives when he was a pirate. So this is, like, him kind of, like, facing his past. And then Jin was kind of facing his past since he killed his own own sensei out of sense self-defense and this was the guy who kind of ordered it so like it, it was like i felt like it was both like in line with like saving Fu and helping her meet the sunflower samurai but also kind of their them with their past but i can see like it kind of being a letdown because they both kind of got like very like messed up like Mugen got shot like three times with a cannon and then there like, was like an Jin explosions got... there was dynamite like how did yeah. he survive how did that, he survive man? Jin got stabbed in a vital area like I see that being kind of like a bit suspicious but literally his move was like known as like the suicide move or something yeah it was a little sus and he was like like the guy right you're right shot that dude that samurai was like the greatest of all time and like had so much power and influence and like in a completely vulnerable state gets Jin does it kill him like this guy would like not like would wreck him and yet even with like an opening he doesn't kill him but Jin like in a blind move like backstabs him into like a part that will kill him and, and in the end they both suck <laughs> no but like I even with that though I love the ending um, I thought it was the final scene perfect. oh my gosh mm-hmm. like the way like mm, so I think people give it, people have, like, I've seen a decent amount of complaints for the ending, and I can kind of somewhat understand it if I think completely differently. 
but I mean, okay, so like, let me. Okay, I want to make. I want to make a point here. I can think. I can understand it if I just lower my Q hundred points. If I don't think, if, Yo, I, if don't I don't think, start it's... drinking paint every now and then, you know, like. No, I think it's fair. I think it's fair. It's like it's one of those things where it's like it might not make you feel happiest because we'd all of them to go on a journey forever. But it makes sense that they would stop their journey once it's complete. Like, they have their own things to do. Mm-hmm. They have their own agendas. Like, it makes sense for them to part ways. And yeah, my the, one the friend... The character arc is over. Like, they're, they're, they might right. see each other again. But My like... friend actually has a cool, like... he. The reason he loves the ending, my in-real-life anime friend, is like... He's what? like, you know... Yeah, I have one of those sometimes. But he's like, you know, I love the ending because whenever they get split up in the show... Because they got split up a lot of times. They always find their way back to each other. So his logic is like... You know, they just got split up, and they're going to find their way back to each other, because that's what happened before. And I kind of like that way of thinking. I think that's also true, too, because, like, the last words that uh, Fu says is like, oh, well, we're on a different pass, like, see you all again soon. Yeah, they'll, they'll, they'll be back. We'll be back again. Yeah, like, that's that's kind of like life, is, like, you'll see someone for a little bit, and then stuff will happen then you probably won't see them for a long time and then for some for some one reason or another you'll see him again it just kind of happens man not everyone is supposed to be in your life forever yeah that's that's like kind of the cool thing it's like i that's one thing i like about like the episodic structures like we'll just meet characters and then we'll probably not see him again but like that's kind of life man you'll just see you'll meet someone for a little bit and then probably never see him again even though you probably want to but like the assassin dude from like episode three, he's like, "Oh, I'm sure we'll crossplay again." Never and crossplay. He... Yeah. <laughs> Never crossplay. Like literally, the only returning, like the only returning character is like the uh, the undercover cop, and like yes. he's, he's pretty dang. He's so funny <laughs> with his like shake stick thing that he like uses to like work out. <laughs> that thing is so suspicious. That's like so weird. <laughs> Yeah, it looks like a giant dildo. That he's just it shaking does. around. Yeah, because like when he's like monster. sitting in the corner, it's like shaking and he's like just sweating profusely. It's disgusting. <laughs> oh, for Pete's sake! It was so weird, especially in the uh, painter episode, which I also loved. Which one? The painter. Yeah, the painter who like painted oh, yeah. and was like super sauce. Like, yeah, that paints like a a half nude fifteen year old. Yeah. Yeah, and like. He's like naked inside a barrel, and, like, <laughs> and he's like, "Oh, I must have just missed them." <laughs> I love, I love um, like too. My my favorite like running gag is how like Fu is like, she's like decent looking but not hot. Like I love how that's like a running joke. Like she keeps trying to get everyone's attention and say how she's like great looking, and they're like, and like of course Mugen's always the one who's like, "You're not much to look at, sweetie." Like, like fuck off. <laughs> Which is, like, funny because, like, Fu's, like, character design is, like, actually super adorable. It's it's fantastic. Yeah, she's, really, she's got a wholesome design. Yeah, she's, like, yeah. <laughs> I know, she's not there for fan service, which is what I'm really, like, grateful for. Except for, like, episode one when she except had Except for, little... like, episode five. Yeah, episode, there's... Episode one really threw me off because I was, like... The bombs. Like, like it her seems character. like her <laughs> chest is, like, all over the place and gynaxing. I was, like, what? I'm pretty sure that wasn't part of her character design. And then, like... She takes out two bombs at her. And I was like, oh, so that's why she was guided. That's why Flat is justice. <laughs> All according to Keikaku. <laughs> I like, um, I think this this is, like, another thing, but I always like how, like, you, this is, like, takes place, obviously, like, in the Edo period, so it's, like, you know, well, if you're, like, a... really fe- inaccurate Edo period. Really inaccurate. Yeah. Like, I, guns I don't believe you. They definitely had hip-hop back then. Don't and lie graffiti, to me. They and graffiti? They had everything back then. They had Dude. it all. 
tagging. But yeah, Actually, I like... speaking of tagging, in the graffiti episode, like, Fu thinks the two guys, like, love her or think that she's, like, <laughs> hot shit. And they're just talking about Momo the entire I love time. It. It's hilarious. The reveal at the end is, like, 10 out of 10. I love it. And if it. you look, and I just remembered it, I, like, when I went back to rewatch it, the funny part is, like, at first they say, like, oh, her voice is so great. And Momo just, like, squeaked. Like, the perfect time. Like, you wouldn't notice it unless it's you were so looking subtle. for it. I didn't it's even so realize perfect. It. Yeah, they, like, the long con for the joke. But um, I always like how Fu gets, like, sold into prostitution. Like, she wanders off whenever she's by herself, and she's always sold to a brothel somehow. And I feel like that's, like, maybe not that realistic for someone with, like, maybe someone, she just has really bad luck. But I always like how that, because you always hear in these shows how, like, you know, women shouldn't be by themselves. Like, they always should have someone, like, accompanying them. But I just think it's, like, so funny how she's always just ends up in a brothel, and then she has to try and find her own way to, like, get out of them because she's like my useless bodyguards can't keep track of me (laughs) yeah that's the thing that's kind of like a like a comment like so when as i'm hosting the rewatch i've seen like a couple complaints people complain about like foo constantly getting kidnapped i kind of like i kind of see what they're getting at but like in this period of like japan rarely are women like that like you know able to defend themselves like their role in society is not to like hunt and gather i guess yeah no, yeah, it was... So, Sean, you and I talked a lot about this when I was watching it. Uh, and just... I found it really great because they... First of all, they didn't demean the women. I thought that was super important. Like, they were, like, human beings who were, like, put into these miserable situations because of terrible men. Like, the Bro- Jim Brothel episode really put that um, to head as well. I also really liked... Uh, like, the two times where that happened where I thought it was actually hilarious was the time... Uh, Fu gets kidnapped and she's like, oh, like, beware of vases, beware of vases. And, like, she gets thrown into that gambling ring and, like, totally owns it <laughs> and does, like, the dice game perfectly. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That was so random. Like, she bounces the dice off the wall and I was like, whoa, yeah, I was whoa. Like, She's got the voice the going. She's, like, super confident about it. Like, the way she throws and everything, it's great. That was the first time she, like, sounded most like Saber, which was God damn it. amazing. <laughs> so that was the best episode. Got it. <laughs> yeah. And then the other time was, like, when she eats so much, she becomes super fat. Dude, fat <laughs> is thick, bro. She's thick. And then they're like, have you found the girl who escaped? And, and they, like, go up to her. And she's like, no, 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 she's too fat. She can't be. <laughs> <laughs> By the way, that that's also one of my favorite episodes was the eating contest because, yes. like, they were, just, they were just there trying to make money. And the funniest thing was, like, after betting their swords and like you know they had to like win and food was like killing it i look at gene Jin, whatever dude he ate like half a bowl and i like, called it quiz i'm like dude get it together man and then he started talking <laughs> shit to mugen like hey you better swallow damn my it so- all right my swords are my soul you better not uh, like you better not fuck this up and then <laughs> right. and the only reason Fu lost is because a bug was in front of her face and she like made the wrong gesture but she couldn't <laughs> but that was the best i love Fu because you know, I think she can kind of get written off because she's, like, not a badass. She thinks she's a badass, but she's not a badass. But, you know, you kind of just expect, like, a normal nice girl. But she's, like, really feisty and quirky. Like, she's got an attitude. She thinks she's hot shit. She thinks she's, like, you know, she's really confident in herself. And, of course, she has, like, some insecurities under that. And she has, you know, a lot of baggage. Daddy but, like, props- issues, you know. That- yeah, but, like, props <laughs> to her for having, like, a legitimate personality. Yeah, sure, I... Not surprised you love her at all because to me she reminded me a lot of Winry from Full Metal Alchemist Brotherhood. Hey, because hey. Night, 
because neither of them are gonna like beat up someone in a fight, right? And yeah. It's, like both of them get like taken hostage and like kidnapped here and there, but they're the ones who get themselves out of it from like planning through their wits, and like they are dependent on no man. Like they are totally strong and independent in of themselves. I don't need no just, man in my life. <laughs> they just, my useless right, bodyguards. Right, and like they rely on her just as she relies on them in a lot of ways. So. Yeah, she's badass in a different way. Like, you don't have to just beat people up to be strong and well with Well, there are times where he, where she kind of has to put Mugen and Jin on a, on a leash. <laughs> They're so whipped. Yeah, no, I really love the... Uh, so, um, probably my all-time favorite episode, which is the beatboxing one with that guy with the pompadour. Yeah. And, and like, yeah. and, and his on homie was all like, he snaps his finger like, all right, bring it. I'm just like, damn, these guys are cool. But in reality, that guy's like not even cool at all. He's just talking shit. the The funniest part was when um when they what the hell was that? God damn it! <laughs> I am in downtown Seattle, and it is a weird place, fam. That's exactly I, what the Champlu episode sounded like. I, I could I, I could vouch for that. Anyway, <laughs> when when Mugen and Jin got like uh, robbed by that one lady because they got drugged with the wine, it was Fu was like, "Hey, you guys get together. We need to make some money." And they had to chop the apple off her head while they were like hungover. I thought that right there was awesome because she was kind of taking charge in terms of making money. But at the same time, it really that episode itself kind of really showed the friendship that was growing between them because they didn't rebel against Fu saying, nah, like we're not gonna do what you say, but like, all right, we need money. Like they yeah, they need money. That's a huge thing. Like they're always like they're bad at it's like Bebop. Like in the they're like the most badass losers ever. They're like <laughs> yeah. they can do all these cool shit, but they're always down on their luck. Like just they they can't get a decent meal and if they do it's like hard to earn that and then they but, or they like just run from the bill yeah That's they run from the thing. bill because like what Mugen did but probably the coolest detail I love most about that episode was when they finally um when Jin fights that one guy that was hunting for him uh and he takes him down in like the most like badass way possible if you look at the cut shot when they're reacting to the end of the fight you see Mugen smiling. And that right there kind of shows like, yeah, that's my rival. I'm not surprised that he he won this battle, you know? So I kind of saw that as a way of Mugen like respecting him a lot more because if he did lose that, Mugen would have been like, what the fuck? Why am I losing against this guy right here when you lost to someone else from your dojo that's even worse than you? And like, you know, it would cause a lot of like weird, weird like not power struggles, but it's just I like how Mugen was like kind of rooting for him, you know, even though that they hate each other. rivalry respect. Yeah, rivalry respect right there. So I think as it stands, that's my favorite episode. And the and the beatboxing part was just funny. He just he's carrying the carriage. I'm just like, damn, I wish I'm on crew. I think I love so while we're also talking about favorite episodes. My favorite episode is like the one where they actually make money. Uh which is the gin and the brothel. Episode, episode. eleven. Yes, where he's like working at the wheel shop and that episode just front start to finish. I love love that episode. That is one of my favorite standalone episodes of all time. Just and yeah, it's like the one time they like actually make consistent money. And like, what does Jin do? He like blows it on a brothel. <laughs> That's simple. <laughs> dude, he blow he he blows it on women. Like, dude, doesn't have to be Mugen to be like a real G, right? I mean, that's simplifying it, of course, a lot. Uh, He's not just doing it because it's women. It's because that's the only way he can talk to it. 
Yeah, they develop a really <laughs> legitimate relationship, and it's really, like, tragic, but, you know, romantic to see. Oh my gosh. I love that scene where uh, they, they're talking back and forth, and June is like, I wish it would never stop raining so I could stay here forever. I was like, wow, that's such a great, but corny line. <laughs> like the, and then she, like, laughs at him, and she's like, sorry, nobody talks like that anymore. Yeah, I don't expect a Ronin to have much game, to be honest. Like, Actually, I have a... I have a funny story with this episode because this is like a huge early episode for Jin's character. And so when I was watching this the first time, I don't know what it ha- what happens, but like I somehow skipped this episode. What and the I'm hell, like Sha? I didn't yeah, I was like I didn't even realize it until like I finished this ep- series and like I looked up like fan art or like like Wikipedia it and googled this stuff. And then I kept seeing this person's name and like seeing her shipped with Jin a lot. I'm like, who was this? Like, I don't remember this character. And then I'm like, holy shit, holy shit, I skipped a huge episode. So then, like, I went back and watched it. I'm like, wow, this is a really great episode developing Jin. No wonder I was, like, wondering why he was so bland for most of the show. Like, (laughs) I missed his episode. So it was a pretty great episode. I wish I saw it the first time around, but I'm glad I saw it eventually. Classic. Oh, man. And I've never skipped episodes. Like, I've never had that issue ever with shows of skipping episodes. This is, like, the one time. And it's the worst one, right? Because, like, these, this is one of the few shows where, like, you can skip an episode. And, uh, and no, <laughs> yeah, I didn't skip the zombie episode. I skipped the, like, gin development episode. Okay. Classic. All right. I, I'm going to talk about the zombie episode, but I want to, but first I want to talk, like, I want to talk about like what I like about episode 11. Is it like it handled, like it, there's like for such a, like a, like kind of sad and serious episode, there's also a bit of comedy with Mugen and the, the, the beetle fighting. Like that's like yeah. really funny actually. <laughs> when he trains the beetle with the rocks. Yeah. <laughs> and, like, and Boo is like waitressing and she's like, like, what are you doing? He's like, I'm training. Like I'm, I'm doing legit shit. Yeah, I I love how it like han- like I think it handles those two like like little like uh, such a like a serious episode with like little bits of comedy. It's like it's not even like jarring like the the tone shifts or anything. But like I love the color like it's mostly gray like it's just gray skies the whole time because like I think as Fate said it's 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 always raining and they're just there because it's raining. But I thought it was like really it was really well directed. The music was really good too. There's like the music when uh, Jin's getting the the shit beat out of him for like window shopping was really cool, and then he's just yeah, walking he in the rain. Fight back. Yeah, he touches his swords. He's like, "Nah, you guys ain't worth it." And then, and then, oh my, there was so. And many then there's the scene where and... like he he cuts people up and like he throws up the hat or something, and he just like shreds that's all the of them before episode. the hat falls. Oh no, that's the best. That's the that's his intro where like you have those uh those. I think they're um the Yago. Those are actually like legit Japanese figures that are kind of like bodyguards for the one lord in the town. And like no, I'm talking about bullet- in episode eleven. Oh, that's another time. Yeah, oh, well, that's I- in the it's in the same uh it's in the Jin Brothel episode. Oh, looks like he's doing that more than I thought. But like that's pretty boss. <laughs> Maybe you should watch the episode, Shaw. <laughs> she probably skipped the first episode. <laughs> yeah, Shaw. Did you actually watch the first episode? Like I don't watch this anime, Korea. guys. I just watched Bebop, and I thought this was the same thing. <laughs> she watched Bebop, and then she watched. And adolescence on a on an incline, and then <laughs> adolescence on an incline. Hell yeah! Oh, oh my god, dude, that episode's so good. And then the line where she like talks about her uh, life, and she's like, "And now like the life of a merchant is the town whore," and she just says it so sadly. Damn. And then the it would look brilliant the scene where she gets put on a boat uh, to yeah. go to the uh, oh the shelter. song during that is so good. 
That's so good. And like she reaches out and almost reaches Jen, and like the boat just pushes her a little far away. And like Jen I'm just so sad. I, I want to see them together. Like they, they, it breaks my heart. But, I like, like to believe life. they end up together in the end. That's where Jin's going after their journey. See, I like to ship those two. Those are those are cute. Those two are they're cute good together. ship. Now you know what would probably ruin that episode if Jin wore a fedora the whole time. Then it would have just been creepy the entire time. Look, I know you love Origairu, but you don't have to put <laughs> fedoras in him. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Uh, do you guys really like how much of like I wouldn't say accurate, but how much history is kind of being used? How much inaccurate history is used? <laughs> Inac- yes, well, inaccurate. No, but like, in my mind, I always think to myself, "Okay, you know who created that infinite symbol? Mugen, man. You know that's yeah. like in my book. That's I'm like, real oh. life. That's real life stuff. That actually transitions well into my favorite episode, which is um, the graffiti episode is my favorite because I think it's kind of like. It's kind of underrepresented, but I think it's, like, the perfect episode. If I wanted to say, like, what is Samurai Champloo about? It's, like, this is it. It shows, like, hip-hop culture in the Edo period, and it's showing the mix of, like, the political situation of the time with, like, counterculture um, aesthetic. And it's really cool to see, because um, I re- rewatched it recently, and it's pretty much saying how, like, there are these two sons who inherited their, like, dojo from their dad, who got, like, really screwed over by the Lord, who, like, he got forced to commit s- Sudoku. Um, he got forced <laughs> to commit Sudoku. Because, um, and so, like, but they, like, never learned how to be samurai because, like, that's not what the current time period calls for. Like, it's not the period of warring states. There aren't samurai anymore. Like, that's just not what this time period's about. So all they, so they, way they, like, express themselves and fight with each other and fight with the system is through graffiti. So they're trying to tag everything. And I think that's a cool way of showing, like, you know, hip-hop came as a way to kind of express yourself when, like, you couldn't really, like, get ahead in the current, like, government system. And it's, oh, like, yeah. a cool uh, way of showing that. Total counterculture. It's, it's a brilliant move. Yeah, so I like how they showed that. And it's a cool theme that gets repeat that you can see, but doesn't really get, say, like, communicated until the end of, like, this isn't the time period for Samurai anymore. And even in that episode, like, Mugen, he couldn't fight, like... He normally would. He had to learn how to read and write and shit. <laughs> oh, I remember that. All I know is this yeah, is no. Yeah, that was great. <laughs> this is no. Bex, what's your favorite episode, man? Okay, so my favorite episode is actually the zombie episode. <laughs> yes. Uh, that's sus. <laughs> is it? Okay. So I like it for like the same reason that episode 20 of Bebop is my favorite episode of Bebop. And that it's just... episode is episode That's 20? the Mad Perot. The... Mad Perot. Yeah. That's the really weird one, like the I really well directed. That's my and, favorite like, one too. Oh, wait, is that the one? like the penguin knockoff dude? Yeah, dude, that episode is great though. It's like a, it's like one of my favorite episodes of anime, but I wouldn't say it's like the best shampoo episode, if that makes sense. Like, it's yeah. not it's not like a good judge of like what the show really is. It's just like context, a really it's... weird episode that adds to like the wackiness and absurdness of a samurai anime that doesn't make any sense. But like. <laughs> I don't know. I, I I think the music in it is really cool. It's not even hip hop, actually. It's just like eerie, like ambient music? Question mark. I don't know what that music it's like is called. Spooky boogie kind of. It's stuff, spooky you know? music. Spooky, and spooky boogie. boogie. <laughs> spooky boogie, the mo- music genre. <laughs> yeah, there you go. It's just like weird. Like I don't know. Like I'm not gonna say like, oh, it, it really furthers the plot because it 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 doesn't. It does not at all. But like. Every time that I watch it, I'm like, I'm totally glued to, glued to the screen. I'm like, oh my, I, obviously I know what happens, but I'm just like, oh shit, what's going to happen at the end? Like, this is all really suspicious and weird. Like, no, none of this makes sense. And it's like, so like well executed. 
I don't know. I love it. But I can I can talk about my most favorite like shampoo shampoo episode if that makes sense, which is like, hmm. Oh, you what is my it. favorite? It's one you of, won't do it. I'd say like um episode five is actually. I know we've talked about that, but it's like it's the it's the episode that like got me like really interested Which in the show. That's the artist episode. It's the artist uh, one, yeah. So, so. Mostly because I like how it implies that Van Gogh was influenced by like <laughs> the painting of Foo. Like that's exactly. hilarious. That I know, is I think real that's, life. That's what they, I love the most. I love okay, so like every episode with a narrator is immediately brought into question. <laughs> Yeah. Like okay, like the weed episode. Like that by the end, like he's just like gotcha. Dang. Like it's a joke. It's not it didn't even happen. And the, the funny thing is, the characters actually reference episode the weed episode later on in like the two parter uh, yeah. arc with the blind like, woman. You're not gonna save me. Yeah. Yeah. They 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 reference it even though that technically never happened. It's like oh, okay. Um, I don't know. I love when the show like. Like, the show just gives kind of zero shits about continuity, and it's, like, just does its own thing. It's, like, fuck you. It's, like, saying fuck you to, like, old traditions of storytelling, almost. Kind of in line with, like, the themes of the show. It's, like, fuck your past. We're going to do our own thing. Kind of like with the Jumaida baseball episode. Yes. The baseball episode is pretty top tier. That's, like, a very good... People died. <laughs> people died. People died in the game, dude. And it was just dog versus like two more people, and I'm like, a dog's playing now. What the hell? I love the AirPod reference. There's nothing in the rules that says a dog can't play baseball. This isn't baseball. This is madness. I love the one where it's like foos. Like, should I go up and they're like, they take it so seriously. They're like, no, we don't want you to get involved in this. Like, like it's so intense. I love that. Like when uh, Jin has like, Jin has like the baseball. He's like practicing like <laughs> like slashing someone instead of like hitting the ball. Like, like how Mugen like pitches with like his feet doing he's that like wielding, he's dual wielding bats like oh, oh okay <laughs> oh I will also say that and like I know I'm on the I feel like I'm playing devil's advocate for a lot of these things but I will say because I saw it sucked I loved watching the baseball episode sucked because you just heard everyone's terrible English <laughs> that's so great but like the baseball players the American ones actually had like actual english speaking voice actors <laughs> so it seemed that yeah i was like but was oh, it like man, cringy they, like, english or was it like who theirs yeah or, theirs. like everyone else no theirs was fine really was fine. okay like the dude the japanese coach is english was like absolutely hilarious and they all like pretend like they okay know so, so okay so in the in the dub like the the guy who teaches the crew how to play baseball has this like uh new yorker accent and yeah. it's funny as f- it's hilarious i'm like what better accent. way to learn baseball than like from a fucking new yorker sounding guy <laughs> like i don't know it's like really it was hilarious I just love the part where even the police guy is there with his freaking rubber stick. <laughs> he's just, like, like now he's playing, and then you got the coach like you idiot, bunt it, and he keeps swinging. Like, dude, no, he's like he's like dude, bunt, bunt it. it. He's like, dude, I totally get what you mean. He doesn't I even mean, bunt yeah. it. <laughs> he nods to him like okay, and I'm like, no, he's swinging still, you idiot. Then he dies. They peg the dog, and I'm like, you guys are terrible. How dare you? And it's like the oh man. So it's funny because like while those were like funny episodes, I think. Like, after, like, the zombie and baseball episodes, I was like, okay, Shampoo's gonna give him, like, a 6 or a 7 for me, if this is what keeps up. Wow. Because, like, I did not enjoy that aspect of Shampoo. Because, like, I think it's the same way uh, we were talking about Bebop. Like, Bebop, to me, had that great arc 
uh, with Spike and have really great arcs with Faye and Ed. And to me, I was like, they're wasting like a couple episodes here and there where they could be developed. Like, I was like, they could develop Jin more. Like, Mugen had like that whole two arc thing, like two episode arc thing. Like, what's Jin gonna get his time in uh, Sun? So I was like, man, they're coming get close to the end, and we're like, I feel like we could get some more out of this. Yeah, it's it's interesting. Like, uh, I feel like Gene gets like his like inf- like his backstory like sprinkled into like every other episode, as opposed to like Mugen, who got like a whole two episode arc kind of thing. Yeah, I think that's part of um. I guess we were like briefly talking. We were talking about our favorites, but I guess like the first time around, because I skipped an episode. I never really appreciated <laughs> Jin as much because I found he was, like, more bland compared to, like, the eccentric Fu and Mugen, who, like, really are energetic and, like, kind of take up a lot of the attention a bit more. But I think it was, like, by the end, like, when you see Jin's full, full backstory, I think it's, like, I think he becomes really interesting, but it's definitely not something that takes, like, center stage until the end. I love how his, like, backstory has a little bit to do with, like, Fu's backstory as well like they're kind of connected a little bit like oh so that's why Gene like fucking killed his uh his sensei I'm like oh oh that's kind of cool I guess I'm like oh shit it's an interesting like I think they're they're both kind of really tragic figures because like Mugen's life always sucked like Mugen's life from like being <laughs> yeah, a pirate life. like he got the shittiest hand like Mugen's life always sucked but like you know for Jin and like Fu they were both kind of like sat they were kind of like they got screwed over because of the changing, like, political system. Like, samurai aren't a thing anymore. They're kind of just bodyguards. Yo. It's all about guns, too. Like, we fight with guns now, the man. European yeah. influence, yo. That's yeah, a huge yeah. thing in the show. It's like, it's, like, not the biggest point in the show, but, like, it is mentioned a lot about, like, European trade ships and everything. Like, in episode five, the the artist episode, like, they talk about sending art to, Europe, like, Europe or something. I'm like, oh, shit. They, they're acknowledging, like, the huge, like european influence that japan kind of got in the edo era and how they weren't allowed to be like foreigners like unchecked and they could only have so many yeah i was really glad i watched uh Bill history of japan before this <laughs> <laughs> oh my god is that the is that the like 20 minute video like the 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 funny oh, one? Oh, that guy yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. they have yeah, boats like... and good guns gunboats <laughs> hi this is <laughs> europe Please stop having your doors closed. <laughs> no. <laughs> Fine. <laughs> and then it was like, oh, like, if you needed something, hire a samurai. P.S. Oh, not everyone could hire a samurai. Only rich people hired samurai. So I was like, oh, we're seeing that right if, here. If you have rice, you have power. So mm-hmm. if you have all the rice, you have all the power. And I'm like, dude, this is, like, totally me. Like, this is great for learning. <laughs> Once I have all the rice, I will have all the power. Exactly. I do want to point out, though, um... With Jin, like, although he was, like, mostly, like, of course, a disciplined, quiet one uh, throughout the entire series, it was actually great seeing some of his emotions and desires come out sometimes. There was one, there were two scenes that stick out. One was when Mugen and him were in the brothel together, and they got to take their Which first time? pick. Uh, yeah, there's, like, three brothel, like, episodes. <laughs> Is it the one where, like, Mugen gets the, 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 the hot girl? girl? And then, like, Mugen gets everyone else. Yeah, like, all the ugly girls. It was funny because, like, when they, like, oh, here, take your pick, they look at each other and they do the rock, paper, scissors game. Like, oh, 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 damn it. And then, like, Jin lost and he's like, fuck. And so he had all the girls. And then the second time was when they're all fishing together and they're all talking shit to Jin. Like, dude, Jin, like, dude, we got you fish, man. Quit trying. And then he just goes hard in the motherfucking (laughs) water. He dies. He's like, you know what? I'm going to show you guys. And so it shows that he is... 
he is emotional just he knows how to hold it in but when his friends are just muffin with him he's like that's it like, he's okay, a low-key savage this. dude he's low-key yeah. he comes out of nowhere with it but it's great <laughs> he's great no yeah he was definitely my favorite character which is surprising given that i watched it because zoro's voice actress and saber's voice actress when they hit and yet i ended up liking Jin the most. Yeah, the guy who voices Gene in, in Japanese is like actually like a TV actor as far as I know. Yeah. Oh, wow. Yeah, and he, that's like one of the few anime he's ever done, I think. It's like one of two. But, but my Steve Bloom, though. I think they both do a great job of it. Um, I think that it's another, like, the sub and dub are both great. Like, I think it's cool because, like, they both do, I'd say they're both, like, watchable i don't want to say they're of equal quality but like they kind of are and it's cool because like you always know that the sub is most likely going to be really great but it's nice to have that alternative and know that not just like the main characters but a lot of the side characters really deliver well and it's a show that is very much reliant on like the side characters showing up and being emotional and stuff yeah because dubs used to have terrible side characters because they would just like be like hey secretary of company x would you like to be like, <laughs> the side character for this yeah, you have like two lines <laughs> We literally don't have enough voice actors. Yeah, this was like the 90s or early 2000s, definitely. But Actually, no, that's funny. Like, Shampoo's from 2004, and it's like one of the best dubs, like, period, Exactly, I think. so it's even more impressive that they were able to get such good side dub actors uh, to flesh out the cast. Yeah. Like, that that guy, like, who who played the the foreigner the eating contest? Because didn't they start speaking, like, another language? Yeah, they're like point? Dutch, like, right? Yeah, they spoke, yeah, Dutch. They spoke or, Dutch. Yeah. Yeah, I thought that was it sounded legit to me honestly. I was like, "All right, good job. You know, good casting on your Dude, part." Dude, the beatboxing and rapping in episode like is it like 17 or 18 or something? No, I it's uh it's episode I was talking about those three guys that had the caskets or something like that yeah, that were yeah, walking yeah, down yeah. the path. Oh, yeah. <laughs> the beatboxing caskets. Dude, okay, yeah. that was really funny in the dub. Yo. Like they they <laughs> adapted that rap really well. It's fucking hilarious. I think that's what most people think about when they hear Shampoo. They just see that. They think about that scene. Dude, that is that is Shampoo in a nutshell. It's just beatboxing and <laughs> just rapping. <laughs> it's really nice to have a show that can be like really funny and lighthearted, but also like t- tell a really compelling story when it comes down to it. It's cool to have like it's rare that you get a show that shows like both facets really well. Honestly, yeah, like Shampoo is surprisingly like one of the funniest anime I've seen. Like it's funnier than most comedy anime, I would argue. Yeah. To be honest, I would especially agree with from that. the f- especially from the first episode because. A lot of subtle things, not subtle, but there were a lot of small things that got me cracking up really hard. Um, one thing that stuck out was when um, they had to flip the coin, whether or not they're going to go together or not. Moving just just guns it in the air, and all I remember is like, don't you think a little toss it a little too high? He doesn't know the meaning of restraint. Kiss my ass. <laughs> <laughs> it's such a great dynamic. It's like yeah. so great. They're like first meet, and they're already throwing shade at each other. Yeah, it's like, oh, these guys are gonna be great friends. I could, I could tell. Like, you guys are gonna really enjoy this journey, and they did. Like, I really enjoyed the comedy, but to me, it was almost like I've seen how good you are with like the serious episodes. Please give me more of this, you know. So I don't know. I, I this is weird. I'm like on the opposite of you for me every time. That's fine. <laughs> you know, it's it's okay to be wrong about things, Fate. It's, it's yeah. Fine. Wow, <laughs> wow. Even though in our notes you said there are no wrong options. <laughs> I know. They do. Hey, I also wrote fake smells in the in the outline. So there's like, everything sure. in the outline is accurate, is especially fate smells, and there are no wrong answers. 
but mostly face masks. <laughs> mostly face masks. Hey, it just shows all of us we're we're just a mix of all different thoughts, like a shampoo of Dude, everything. We're That's like what a shampoo mixtape. Means. Oh my gosh, the show is like a big fucking mixtape. It's like oh my gosh, shit. Is that why it's so flames, or is it because it's in the center of the earth? <laughs> but i think it i think it's like i think with the funny aspects it's not really like i like that they don't go out of their way to be com- comedic they're not like hey guys this is a comedy episode but it's kind of just feels more natural because it's like you know they're just kind of living life going on a journey like naturally some funny stuff would happen but or weird shit like zombies kind of feels like <laughs> baseball is not funny because that is actually history baseball is like, actually a really boring sport let's be honest wow okay i'm taking offense to that yeah, i mean i'm I just spinning fast are you jumping over the fence to catch the ball or like what <laughs> see what uh, i did there I thank you it's it's weird because like i think the anime that did it best is like and like i'm gonna sound like a show full metal Alchemist brotherhood like i like the comedic uh, moments there but it never had like full-on episodes but like obviously they're going for it's it. just like it was like gag stuff it's just like oh like, here's oh, the he's gag. short oh yeah what'd you let's say get, about my let's high... talk about the philosopher's stone you know stuff like that yeah. i really <laughs> let's like explain the what the philosopher's stone is for shampoo. the fourth time yeah let's do <laughs> i like the gags a lot for shampoo uh like those were funny but just i don't know i'd be a dead horse the comedy episodes not not exactly my cup of tea but i still gave it like a nine so like what do I know? I think the thing with Champloo is, like, I can't even think of, like, specific comedy episodes. I just think of, like, dialogue they had, you know, that would be in any episode. Yeah, like, uh, like I think it was, like, episode, like, uh, no, it was episode 17 where they're, like, it's the same one where they have the beatboxing. Like, they get into an argument and they split up. And, like, during that argument, like, Mugen calls Gene, like, four eyes. And, like, Gene's, like, really, like, uh fucking offended by that he's like hey whoa whoa and then foo's like oh gene's gonna like you know defend me in this this argument and gene's like no i'm i'm it's about the four-eyed thing you you take that back please <laughs> that's horrible why oh i thought you guys are friends speaking of like foo defend, like expecting gene to back her up i love the episode where like the one spy comes in the blind woman like, can we talk about those two episodes? They were so good. And she's like, oh, like, Jin, you go with her. And she's, like, expecting him to, like, refuse and stay. And I was like, oh, my gosh, Jin, how could you do that? Oh, my gosh, I can't believe you just, like, abandoned food. But then you realize, like, Jin knew she was, like, super sus. So this is, like, not a shipping thing. This is just me, like, wondering. But who do you guys think were, like, closer to Fu in the end? Because it always plays as, like, Jin and Fu understand each other because they have the like samurai class background and like because Fu is more and because Jin is more mild mannered. But then like Mugen is always like at they're always bickering. But at the end of the day, he's the one to like save her. Or do you think it's kind of like they all just like get along in different ways? <laughs> I personally think it's Mugen and Fu that are closer because when when Jin and Fu were in the cage together waiting for Mugen to save them, <laughs> Jin didn't speak a single word. Just Fu but that's was just Jean like, "Jin is fuck though." Like that's I know, Jean. But yeah. I thought that was that's just, just him being him. It's him being him, but at the same time, I was just I'm laughing real hard because every answer is like, "You think he's all right?" Yeah. He's like, "Hmm." Mm. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> I feel like Mugen would have been the same way though, except like at one point he'd be like, "Ah, shut up! I don't care." Shut about up, that bitch! Guy. I hate you. <laughs> yeah. And I do love how like they don't treat Fu as like they don't treat Fu as just like some waifu female. Bait? Like they don't treat her like a waifu. They're just like even though straight Finn up, is like, like 
Fu, I just said Finn. Uh, Fu is like <laughs> top tier waifu, to be honest. But personally, um, I I ship. Uh, I actually ship Mugen with Mitsuha, not Mitsuha, but uh, Mitsuha from uh. Who's the girl? What's her name from episode 15? Bogus Booty. Oh, yeah, her. The one who literally said, I'm going to marry Mugen. Like, yeah, that girl. Oh, that girl, the Kuroichi. Yeah. I do not ship. I don't ship them. I don't ship them. But I don't I don't necessarily ship anyone except Jin and the, like, prostitute. That's the only, like, really, like, canon ship. Because I think part of the, like, running joke is that, like, Mugen, like, always tries to get with these prostitutes and they're all, like, no fuck off. Yeah, I'm I'm gonna be a, a heavy um like Mugen X undercover cop girl shipper, and I was very triggered because like to bring it back to my rewatch, I was looking for fan art to like post every day, and there was a lot of Fugin shit. I'm like, I could not give a fuck about this. It's so stupid. You can just send them that to me. You can send that to me. I'll be fine with that. This is why you gotta what? you gotta like them more. See, I don't think they should be a canon ship, but I think they're like cute together in theory. Recreational shipping. <laughs> like I don't want them to be no, canon because that's like toxic. a gateway. That's it's not a gateway toxic. to canon shipping. That's a gateway to canon shipping. No, I can tell the difference because it's <laughs> not. It's just characters. Oh, really? Characters just have good dynamic with each other, but I don't think they should be canon like in the show because that's like against the point. The point isn't to ship them. They all have like a cool dynamic. They're like a family. They have like their own like dynamic. But you don't need to ship them. So it's like shipping like Lelouch and Shirley. <laughs> no, sure. I don't ship like objectively trash ships. Okay, Dex. Oh. <laughs> okay, we can all agree no, that Shirley I, is kind of garbage. No, I yeah. like I liked Shirley a lot in that one episode in Art Two. I like. I'm not gonna give like Code Geass spoilers. In, uh, Code Geass spoilers. I knew from episode one she was useless as fuck. Ooh. <laughs> Unlike See, Fu, Fu is not useless. Is it okay if I spoil a thing in Kiosk? I don't know. Yeah, no, wait, like, this, I'll just, wait, this is, wait, this is Shampoo. We shouldn't be talking about Wait, ships. this is Shampoo? I thought we were talking about Space Dandy this whole <laughs> I thought, time. I, I, I thought, was talking about I thought we were talking about Space Brothers. Oh, oh God. <laughs> no, but, uh, yeah, no. Fugen is totally not okay. Fujin, also not okay. But Jin Mugen, oh, <laughs> Jin yeah. Mugen is, I see where you're Jin going Mugen with this. Is great. I see, oh, as long, I see where you're going with this. What? No, I, no, yeah, we need to make this a Jose. We clearly do not have enough Jose in our lives. No Jose endings. Can for we this. ship Let Mugen it be and pure. Jean? No. Yes, yes, maybe. Okay. We'll, we'll think Tumblr about it. does, and it's kind of weird. Their swords did cross a couple times. Oh my god. Oh my god. Gross. <laughs> and, and their blades cross a couple times. You guys times. are not yeah. allowed to ship. I know my limits. This is too far. What? Start shipping. I feel like. Sean, I feel like you're the head of like Shipaholics Anonymous, TBH. No, so. I'm the no, I'm whole. I like have my alcoholic nature under control. Mostly my shipping, like, my shipaholic like, nature like, <laughs> under control. You're like go and fifty percent off. Like, hey, how many like pairs did you ship on your way to this podcast? Oh my god, what are we talking about this point? <laughs> okay, god, we're please. talking about really stupid, irrelevant shit. Let's get back to shampoo, guys. Can we talk about the ending, like the last episode? Because I really want to talk. About the last episode. Alright, like, right, that's cool. Uh, like when Fu is just like, oh, I lied. And then they all split up. I was like, that was the. I was like, that was the perfect way to like set all this together. Like, they all talk about how like all these things are like tied by fates. And like how like some of these things might seem like coincidence, but they're all just gonna inevitably come back to each other. 
And I thought that was like a really good way. Like they came together, not out of like actual reasoning, but out of like pure coincidence and like believing in lies. And now they're splitting up. And like we were saying, like they'll come back to each other again. And then the ED as it plays as it shows all of them going their separate ways, I was just like, man, like I have given this a nine despite the episode. So. Yeah, that's it's a good song. I love it. Might might listen to that after this, man. Dude. And just and just the last thing. Another awesome scene when they were hungover and they had to cut the apple in half. Best teamwork I've ever <laughs> best best teamwork Yo, I've ever on, seen. Like they're not so A game, but they gotta be on their A game. Yeah. Yeah, it's like well, just walking forward, Mugen's like, take the bottom, gotcha. And then also, like, they the almost chopper. <laughs> Yeah, foo, foo rocking twin tails. Also, Yo, that's okay, adorable. can we all agree that Foo with her hair down is like 10 out of 10? Yes. I mean, I can't agree with that because I think Foo in any stage of being is 10 out of 10. That is also true. Can't differentiate one hairstyle. So her, so her being tied down like against her will, 10 out of 10, you're about that life? Yeah. No. Yeah, Shaw, are you... No, are you, I don't like are, how you... Are, are you for her being like drawn nude, half nude against her will? Like Nice. Mm. As a 15-year-old? You know what, if she's, okay, she's, okay, if she's a 15-year-old, that makes her at least 20 in most other anime. You know, she's not even, like, 10 or 12. True, like, I we're wonder, not even... I'm kind of wondering this what the, the age of consent was in Edo era, like, if there even was I one. think the age of consent was not being sold into a brothel. That's the age of consent. <laughs> That's a pretty big step up, yeah. That's... Yeah, if you're sold in a brothel, it's like, you have a number. You, you okay, move you're up good. from brothel to porn, like, that's... that's awesome. <laughs> exactly. I, we've gone... that on, like, a plaque? No, can sure. We, can we make that a quote? Like, like you moved up from brothel to porn. Yeah, yeah. Make money somehow, man. That's Maybe. a way of life. The the whole trio was broke. They had to make money somehow. You know. Yeah, what I mean? that's the thing. They were like, man. I love how like every episode had a joke about them being like starving. Like, I'm sure that can get old after a while. But I found it hilarious every time. I'm like, when are they going to talk about being hungry? It can't be old because they're st- always hungry. Like they're that's still such hungry. A relatable thing too. They're always hungry. It was a good show. I really liked good it. Good show, guys. Yeah. No, it I was hashtag it. good show. Good show. I'm really glad I didn't watch it with Becker's rewatch so I could watch it. Wow. <laughs> okay, you know, <laughs> kidding, it was, yeah, actually, the people that are commenting in the rewatch, I, I don't know if they're going to listen to this, but, like, a lot of them were really cool. There's this one guy who's, like, giving a lot of, like, history, like, like talking about, like, the history in the, like, shampoo world and how, like what certain things in the show are like references to it's really interesting i think his oh, name it's is bro. what's up it's your boy Funkmaster bex interrupting my own podcast i didn't get a chance to say his name but the user i'm talking about is reddit user contraption four that's the word contraption with the word four shout out to that guy it's cool to see, um, like, for Champloo fans, like, this show, as we know, is, like, over 10 years old, which to most anime fans mean it doesn't really exist because it hasn't been made <laughs> since, like, like you know, 2015 onward. Like, that's the period. So props to Champloo for having, like, a really passionate fan base that's really survived, you know, the times. Like, you're not, you're always hearing about Champloo. It hasn't really gone away. And even though it's not as legendary as Bebop, I think it's still made a pretty big impact on the anime community, especially in the West. So, like, props to all the fans with all the cool fan art, the music that it's inspired. It's done, like, it's done huge for that. And then, and then you have people like Becker hosting, like, rewatches and stuff for it. So, I'm yeah, like, I just want more people to watch stuff that I like. That's, that's it. That's all. Dude, but also, like, 
for the fact it's like 13 years old, it looks so much better than some of the shit we're getting like this season. <laughs> like two seasons, what is it like five seasons ago we got orange that looked absolutely shit awful and like we have like something like this. Well, I mean, that that's not a good. Amazing. That's like well, orange isn't having sword fights. I even think back to like <laughs> Gangsta, where they did have like sword fights, and I mean that was made by Manglobe before they went out of business. Rest in peace. But <laughs> but like that's they had like some decent looking sword fights, but when they went downhill, it was like pretty tragic. But you know it the was sword like, fights, like below the hill to the core where Bacon's mixtape is. You know. <laughs> Okay, I haven't made a mixtape joke this entire episode, and now you guys keep taking from me. Check out my mixtape, bro. It's fire. Check it out, bro. <laughs> Shut the hell up, big oh, I finally did it. What are you going to do about it? I was rewatching a couple of early episodes of Bebop, because uh, one of my close IRL friends is like going through like anime binges, and it was so surprising watching Bebop to hear, because with Bebop, like, episode one looks absolutely amazing when uh, Nakamura is doing, like, the fights. And then, like, the next episode and a couple episodes later, like, they, like, cut and you only see, like, their feet or, like, their arms and you don't, like, see actual fights and it's a lot of cuts. And I was like, oh, I guess that's just uh, Watanabe's style. But with Shampoo, like, it's constantly flowing fights and it always looks amazing. Oh, another thing is, like, there's, like, the art style kind of changes a little bit. Even through, like, from cut to cut, like, there's some cuts with, like, where characters have bold outlines and then some cuts where they don't. Like, I thought that was, like, interesting and kind of kept up with, like, that mixtape vibe of the show that, like, it's just always, like, just a big mix of a bunch of different styles. Like, in the beginning of episode... Mm, I think it's, like, eight, the graffiti episode, which is 18, I think. Uh, like, there's, like, the, the, the tagging people, like, in the beginning, they all have this, like, really bold, like, like, this weird shading. It's totally different from, like, the rest of the show. It's amazing. That's why the show is called Shampoo. It's a mix of yeah, everything it's a, together, it's, man. It's like it's like a it's like a bastardization of shampoo, which means to mix, if I remember correctly. No, I didn't say mix it. I said mix. Jeez, jeez. the Yuasa cut in the lead episode. Yeah. Oh my god. What oh, yeah. better person? What better person to have animate like a drug dream than like fucking Yuasa? Like that's brilliant. <laughs> ten out of ten, man. Also, the show has some of the best fights in an anime period. Just you have some of the best fights in there. Like like the uh like the uh the two parter with the, the blind girl. Like the Sarah? fight the, on the bridge. Oh, the bridge fight. Okay, bridge the, fight one on, the one on the bridge. That was dope. That was pretty dope. But also the one on the rocks was cool with, with Remember Mugen. the one where like Mugen had to learn that thing where he like shot air at people essentially? Like uh, he had to learn oh, that yeah, technique yeah, with, and he like, like chi. Yeah. Like, yeah, like he shot like chi and shit at people. He, I wish he, he used that more him. in the like last fight. Like I wish he used his like that final cool, move, but like but, um, at the same time, Mugen's cool. stupid. Yeah, so yeah, we like... can't really look over the fact that Mugen is actually dumb. But... Mugen's legitimately stupid. Like it's kind of funny that they're <laughs> consistent. He's like consistently stupid. It's it's but kind of. I nice. do like how he has like some reason for his actions. Though, like when he was actually trying to get stronger to fight that guy, he was legit worried. Like he went to the monk guy. He's like, "Hey, I need to get stronger. Tell me how to get stronger." And he just gets slapped upside the head, and then. You just see him training in like um, ways he's never done before, and he's like chopping wood. He's doing push-ups, and finally he gets to a part that's supposed to be badass. Like, hmm, sitting under a waterfall. Oh, <laughs> the, the training montage is fantastic. I yeah, love he's it. just like, no, I'm not considered a waterfall. Screw it. Like, shit. Okay. Yeah, that, that's such a Mugen thing. Like, he's determined, but he's like, no, I'm not going to do all that dirty stuff. I love Mugen. He's one of those like really like genuine characters. I feel like he's never out of like. You're not going to see him be polite. You're not going to see him not act like a pirate or act like. 
like this gangster asshole. He's always gonna be an asshole. Like even when he's going to save Fu, he like dude. tries to ditch her and he stops. He's, and he's like, like totally submitted for Fu in a non-romantic dude, way. Dude, it's, and like it's great. you don't have to add that, but whatever. His, re- his reasons are just. Like, you know, they don't make sense because he totally conflicted how dumb he is. Just, hey, step on the prayer stone. No, I got a thing against people telling me what to do. Fine, then don't yeah. step on it. Well, now that you say it like that, I'm going to step on it. I'm like, you dude, like, make up your mind. I love it. It's like, you'd rarely get, like, genuine asshole characters like that. Because, you know, he's not, like, a good guy. He just does good things sometimes. He and just he, like, does whatever if, he wants. He gives no yeah. shits about any, about yeah. authority. Like, that one episode where they have, like, the gangs, the gang is trying to have him be the head, like, um, the head, uh, like, bodyguard or whatever, and he's just like, yo, I used you for food, and now I'm bouncing. Like, I don't have, I don't give a shit about this. Like, that's like... Yeah, you got a flat tr- chest. Get out of here. I don't care. <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah, like... Hey, that's good reasoning. Come on. Give him credit. <laughs> Sorry, I don't mean that. Flat chest. <laughs> Praise be Mugen. <laughs> yeah. Some days, some nights. Some, some live, live some, some die in the name, in the name of the samurai. Of the samurai. Some fight, some bleed, sun up, sun down, sons of a battle cry. Okay, um, well, we're like at an hour and 12 minutes at the moment. Do we have any, like, final words, or do you guys want to go on all night long? All night? Well, it's just it's just really hot in here because I've been playing my mixtape the whole time. <laughs> oh my god, fuck off, Bacon, I will seriously <laughs> kill you in your sleep. Dude, <laughs> check, out, check it out, bro, it's fine. Dude, it's on SoundCloud, bro, check it out. <laughs> Wait, he actually has a mixtape? Bacon, no, like, he does Okay, thank god. He We're wants you to link believe it. he does. We're linking it in the OP if you have an actual mixtape. It's going in the OP. It, Look at how it much just hasn't B-bop. dropped yet. It hasn't dropped yet. We're dropping it. That's what Dude. we're doing. We're dropping your mixtape. We're doing it live. How dare you? You can't do that. Well, I guess, yeah, we're going to drop the mixtape. This is how Champloo has influenced you. It's influenced me to drop your ass with a mixtape. Like, <laughs> <laughs> Yo, Shaw's got bars, though. We're in a rap battle, like, right now. No, not right now. All I'm right. not feeling it. So, final words, Shaw go. Champloo is great. Uh, solid 9 out of 10. Everyone should watch it. The ending did nothing wrong. Mugen, best guy. That's it. I, I, I feel that. Uh, Jaw feel. But there's no bad guy. There's no wrong best guy. But to me, Mugen's best guy. I feel that. Yo, Bacon, hit us with that verse. No, I got nothing. But uh, <laughs> quick, quick, quick uh, last thing is uh, I've met Steve Bloom three times. I know him by name now, and uh, he <laughs> signed my. You know he's... Steve Bloom's name. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. That's hilarious, right? And he signed um, my Mugen wall scroll. Uh, he signed it with "Kiss my ass" because I told him I can't remember any lines from Mugen, and so he write it in big letters, "Kiss my ass." I'm just like, "Thank you, man. You're awesome." So, yeah. Did you like ask him like how he felt about it, or is that not how you approach celebrities? I don't just, know because I don't know him like, by name. Right, kiss my ass on it. Just. Just do it. I, I don't know Steve Bloom by name. I don't know him by <laughs> name. I know Steve <laughs> Plum, but not Steve Bloom. It's whatever. No, that's that's the joke. It's like you know how people are like, oh, he knows me by name. I'm like, yeah, I met him about three or four times. I know him by name. <laughs> Just, yeah, I know Donald that's, Trump that's, by name. Yeah, yeah, I know Donald Trump by name too. How crazy is that? Oh my god. Do you know there's a J in the middle of his name? Like, dude, <laughs> yeah, I knew that, man. How crazy. All is right, that? but yeah, yeah. Fate with the. The big closing number. What do you got to say, Fate Buddy? Oh, yeah. Oh, check it. Oh, oh God. <laughs> <laughs> mm, mm, I like it. No, I like. Yeah. Mm, 
yeah. You can jump it whenever you soon. That was horrible. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Shampoo was great. I loved it a lot. Uh, I know a lot of people. I think I, the vast majority of people in the West watch it dub, but I would very recommend watching it sub too. Like, if you want to, I think it was great. Um, Jin's awesome. The backstory was great there. I just really loved it. And I think what we all saying is very true. It's similar to Evolve in a lot of ways, but very much its own separate entity. And I think it was not a pointless journey to the end. <laughs> it was not a first half of part three, is what you're saying. <laughs> yes. Flames. I have not seen JoJo, but I can very much attest to that. Okay. Oh. General PSA, don't skip the Jin Brothel episode. Don't do that. <laughs> don't don't fucking... skip any episodes. Don't be a Shaw. Don't be a Shaw. Wait, Shaw, what if you have skipped other episodes, but you just don't... You don't... Don't put that evil on me, Ricky Bobby. <laughs> don't put that on me. God damn. What if you skipped, like, episode 22 of Steinscape, and you don't even know you skipped it? Shit. Do, 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 do. Time to take it back from zero. Okay, sorry, Bex, this is your show. I didn't mean to, like, overwhelm it with my stupidity, but... It happens. <laughs> like, don't have to remind me. Well, that's it for today. You know, don't forget to like, comment, and subscribe. <laughs> check out my mixtape on SoundCloud. Check out Bacon's mixtape that doesn't even exist, but what? You know who it is. <laughs> we the best. We, we, we the best. We in DJ this. DJ Khaled. Another one. Another one. See, we'll one see you on our journey. Label, try to stop me. Goodbye. Okay.